Hello, hello, and welcome to the podcast, Talking About Death Will Not Kill You. I'm Lisa, and I've got my husband with me today, David. Hi, David. Hello, Lisa. How have you been, David? I've been exactly how you know I've been, because we haven't been able to get away from each other. Yeah, so anyone not listening that's... um, not from Australia. Anyone listening that's not from Australia. Well, I don't know if people who aren't, not listening, listening. aren't listening. Look, those people that are not listening, fuck you. And two, <laughs> those people listening outside of Australia, we're in a whole heap of shit and we're in lockdown in, in New South Wales um, where we've been in lockdown for two months and we've got another month to go. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be epic. What? Yes, the dogs probably want to come inside. Should I go get them inside? Yeah. All right, let's do that. One second, guys. Just hang on. Sorry, guys. Just had to let our bitches in. We've got two dogs that like to go in and out. Um, oh, that's what she said. Uh, sorry. So, yeah, we've been in lockdown for eight weeks and we're going to be in lockdown for another five. Years. <laughs> Feels like that. <laughs> and we're, we're potting to you from a dirty, dirty LGA of Sydney called Blackdown. And it's and obviously we are so black that we're so dirty. It's pretty strict for us at the moment. Not to, no, I'm not being doom and gloom. It's pretty strict for us. We're, we've we've come into effect as of midnight tonight. We are only allowed to go out for an hour of exercise per day. Uh, we have a curfew. We're not allowed to be out past nine pm and um or, or and or before five am. Yes. So from, yeah, that's, yeah, sorry. We usually go from a time period. Sorry, to a time you know period. what? I've never had a fucking curfew because I'm a normal person. So this is weird for me. Yeah, true. Even last year when we went into a lockdown, we never had a curfew. I don't believe mm. we had a curfew. We did have an hour of exercise max a day. I do recall that. But we never had a curfew. So, yeah, we're, we're going to keep this week's podcast light and we're going to talk about death. But yes. in a fun way, we're going to talk about movies. And I just want to assure you all that I'm not here as a um, as a person who um, who doesn't know what they're talking about with with movies because mm. I did work for quite some time at Video Easy in Maryland. Now, for those millennials that may be listening, Video Easy was a store where you would go, <laughs> you would hire, you would rent out movies, you would rent out DVDs. Um, but at a point, it used to be VC, like VCR tapes. Google it because I haven't got time to explain to you what those are. Um, and you had to like so new releases would be uh, overnight. Sometimes you get movies that were three nights. Yes. And then you would have the old movies that were the weeklies. The weeklies. The weekly yes. movies. Yes. So you know that that would be what you did before your old Netflix, before your old Stan. Yes. Stan. Some people have Stan. Um, yeah. um. Before you had Amazon Prime, your Disney Plus, your What's the other one? So basically you went to a store yes. and you purchased one movie and it cost you about three times what it purchased you a month. Um, it just Anyway, video store. So I know I know quite a lot of movies. I'm not a movie expert, but I do know quite a few. And that means so, he thinks he's an expert? No, I didn't say that. He's giving you his prior knowledge. I, look, I did put a lot of videos back on the shelf and I watched a lot of movies in that period and I used to I always like watching movies. We watch movies all the time. We do. And And I, that's prior to COVID too. We that's like true. Our so Lisa asked me, because of my great knowledge of movies. Okay. Um to sip on my watermelon alcohol. <laughs> this is so professional. Yep. It's so so professional. Cheese guys, cheese. Oh, oh, that didn't do it. It didn't do the ding. I want the ding. 
No, it doesn't no. ding because it's not made of glass. It is, is it glass? That's plastic. It's oh, glass. That top part's not. No, it probably because we've got a drink in it. It's definitely glass. You sure? It is. Okay. All right, cheers, guys. All right, I I think you need to do a video of that, and people need to tell me tell it. It's it's going to be like the blue and gold, blue and black and golden whatever thing, and laurel and whatever the thing Hardy. is. Not laurel and Hardy. The wow, that shows my fucking age, doesn't it? The thing that. Yeah, I know what you're yeah, talking about. Move on. You're dragging it anyway, down. It's sorry, I'm dragging this down. It's going to be one part of six. It's going to be, it's <laughs> going gonna be, be Star Wars. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I was just thinking about all the different movies that are about death yeah. in some way. There are a few. Oh, there's many, many movies. Mm. But as I was going through them, I made a big list, and then I suddenly came up with the, the realisation to myself that I think there are four types of movies about death. And... I've gone type one, two, three, and four because you know counting. That's how it works. That's right. There's a type one diabetes. And after I did this, I'll, I'll do the types, and then after I did this, I realised one thing that could be could be about it as well is that um, anyway, I do this first. So, so type one is the redemption story. Type two is the revenge story. Type three is mystical, magical things, and type four is some kind of grief and how you deal with grief right acceptance of grief so as i suddenly thought about this morning i went acceptance went hold on i wonder if it's the seven stages of of grief is is every one of these and then i realized that i don't think revenge is one of them and i'm pretty sure you don't get redemption so we'll just cut that right out but as soon as i heard oh, acceptance anger, well the anger was, i mean if that was in the seven stages of grief that would be fantastic yeah, we have anger good. You have denial, denial then you have revenge. Unless it's Elvis, Elvis the documentary and then they <laughs> deny his dead. Then you have depression. Yeah. Then you have acceptance. Yeah. Then you have redemption. Yeah. I think I've only done six, but you get what I mean. I think that's six and I don't know what the other one is. But anyway, whatever. It's acceptance. Mystical, mystical magic. No, I know that's... that's I said a, acceptance first. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. mystical magic sort of sounds like a Beatles album, yeah. but it, it's just it's just to explain that. So... How young is your audience? <laughs> they're not. They're about the same age as me. I gonna know, say, but I think they it's know funny. the Beatles. Well, I think it's funny. And I, I don't really want to be exclusive. Actually. You don't want to be exclusive? I don't want to be exclusive. Just be careful what you say there. I don't want you to put yourself anyone. out there, Lise. So, ex <laughs> anyway, uh, so I've like a list of 50,000. I've got a list of so many movies, but what I thought is maybe we would go through type by type and, and I would maybe go through a few of that type and maybe say, look, this is, these are the good ones and the not so good ones and mm -hmm. things about them. If, are you happy with doing it that way? Sure. All right, good. So for type one, which it's is, the, podcast. it's not my podcast. <laughs> My, my podcast is about a completely different topic than this. I don't talk about people who are dead. Oh, actually, I do. Anyway. You do. But usually not. Anyway. <laughs> uh, I hope people enjoy the loose format of, your, of this podcast. If they don't, then why the fuck are they listening now? That's right. So we've already got through like seven-odd minutes of it, and we haven't even got to mentioning one movie yet, so maybe I should start. So for redemption stories, the first one I've got on my list is Two Hands. Is anyone? Do you remember Two Hands? It's a Australian one, isn't it? It's it's got With Heath, Heath Ledger. Ledger. Yes. And the girl that's in Bride. Rose, Rose Byrne. Rose it's Byrne. not. I put it in there. It's not specifically 
about death, but it kind of is in a way because um, the main character, Heath Ledger, his brother who was involved, and I'm fairly sure I'm right this, I haven't watched it back, but his brother who was involved with it's kind of like a weird mafia or something, like a mob mm -hmm. in Australia, which makes no sense, but like Maybe some kind of, gang. kind of like a biking gang or something. Mm -hmm. So his brother was involved with it, got, got uh, on the wrong side of someone and, and, and died, right? Mm -hmm. And... The whole story is pretty much about Heath Ledger and him him trying to do a, a money drop and then someone steals the money and he has to try and make the money. It, it's one of those kind of stories, right? Mm -hmm. And it's a pretty that's a pretty normal story. It has nothing to do with death. But at certain points of the movie, his brother, who is dead, and, he, and, and Heath Ledger's character doesn't know about this, his brother manipulates things about people and he moves things and whatever, and... Like Heath Ledger and Rose Byrne's characters never know what's going on, but basically the brother from Beyond the Grave helps his brother and gets him out of out of the trouble. So right. it's kind of like redemption because he's looking after his little brother mm -hmm. um, and stopping him going through the same fate he went through. So yeah. it's kind of redemption. So that, that's why, and that's pretty much why I went with that one first because it's the top one on my list. The next one I've got is Million Dollar Baby. Do you remember Million Dollar Baby? The boxing movie. Yes. So. In Million Dollar Baby, the redemp I think the redemption is more um, Clint Eastwood's character is redeemed, but there is a bit of redemption in that one. And and at the end, he helps her. Does anyone die in that movie? Yes, he helps her die at the end. So basically what happens is it's a, I think, is it Hilary Swank? Yes. So she she's an up-and-coming boxer. He doesn't want to train her. He She basically, she's very um, demanding. She makes him train her and stuff like that and, she becomes good and then it all looks like it's going to be a really good glory movie and then she gets uh, in the ring, she gets knocked backwards and lands on the chair mm -hmm. and breaks her uh, spine. That's right, yes. And the second half of the movie, after the first half of the movie seemed like a rocky rip-off, um, the second half of the movie becomes all about his journey to accept that she's not coming back mm -hmm. and her wanting to die. And it's very much about assisted suicide mm -hmm. um, and eventually in the end he... He helps her die. Yeah, and I thought that's a good one to talk about because that is in that topic. Absolutely. Yeah, and so I thought that's that's not a bad one to have there. Um, and and in a way, it's his redemption because, you know, he he thinks his redemption is to is to coach her to greatness, but what it really is is to let her. To help her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I've got that one. Um, I'm not going to go through every movie, but the the one that the one that kind of that starts as a really old movie that a lot of them are ripped off from is Redemption Story one um, is one called Carousel, and it's a I think it's a musical, so you would never have watched yeah, it. Yeah, I'm already shaking my head. Yeah, so Carousel is it's a bit like It's a Wonderful Life in a way. Mm -hmm. So It's a Wonderful Life is kind of that, except it's not about death, so I didn't put it in this list. Yeah. But in Carousel, it's about a couple. They're a bit they don't have a lot of money. He tries to go into a I think he tries to rob an old man or something and they think that he's he's basically they're gonna be able to rob him. Um and or the husband and the, the husband um gets shot and dies, and goes up to heaven. And oh it's great effects, guys. It's in the, the what the forties or fifties or whenever the hell this oh, movie okay. was made. So he's he's up there and there's like cardboard cool. cutouts of stars and he's like cutting the stars and then an angel comes and tells him he's allowed to get one more day back down on earth, but he doesn't no one will know who he is, uh, and it's years later. And basically, what he does is he helps 
his daughter because his, his wife was pregnant at the time when he dies yeah. and he helps his daughter um you know get over the death uh, get over the father because because the daughter has this stigma on day. her yeah the daughter has this stigma on her that she's the daughter of a of a guy who was a you know criminal right so you know it, it's I just wanted to mention it because it's the one, it's like the granddaddy all, of all of them. It's yeah. the one that they started from. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also wanted to mention it because I don't know why a guy, when I, I remember watching this movie and I remember thinking to myself, this dude doesn't deserve the redemption because he's actually not a really nice dude anyway. It's not like a nice story. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a shithouse guy gets to, gets some redemption. But is it his redemption or is it her? It's her redemption? Well, it's kind of his. Like he gets to, I think he gets to um, become an angel or some shit at the end. It's not, you know what I mean? It's, it's one of those things. I, anyway, I just wanted to talk about that one because I thought that was an interesting one. Um, there's that movie with uh, Patch Adams. What's his name? Oh, Robin Williams. Robin Williams. God, I couldn't remember Robin Williams' name. Oh, Sorry, guys. Robin Williams, What Dreams May Come. I never watched it. Did you ever watch that movie? But I think that is in that same thing. He goes, I think he goes into the afterlife to try and have one more time, like one more talk with his wife or something. His wife dies or something. Anyway, that one should go in there and well, but I I thought you might know more about it. No, I don't think I've ever seen that movie. Yeah. We'll have to put it on the list to watch. Sorry, I had it on my list and we didn't do it. Now, the last one on my list of redemptions is Lisa's going to enjoy this one because we, we watched it the other day and it's very much like Carousel. It's the person comes back after dying to help someone back in the living world. Mm. Um, it's Meatballs 3. Oh, God. So terrible. Starring Petra Denti in his very first, one of his very first roles. Um, and th- this, this is the, this is, me- okay, I don't know if you guys have heard Meatballs 3 and got, oh, my God, what is this? So, Meatballs 1 and 2 is the classic, you know, people at the camp, um, you know, the revenge, they're having the race against the the, um, the, the jocks and whatever, you know, that yeah. sort of thing. Uh, revenge of nerds. Yeah. Revenge of the nerds. Yeah, so Meatballs 1 and 2 is exactly like that, right? And so is Meatballs 4. But for some reason, Meatballs 3 is completely different. So for some reason what they decided to do was make it pretty much like Carousel was. So instead of this being a, a criminal, who dies, it's a porn star. Um, and so she dies. And they tell her that her only way to get into heaven, and her heaven is um, like, a movie like a movie studio, the big movie studio. Yeah, she wanted to be an actress. Her yeah. porn star career was not the epitome of what she wanted. She wanted to be an actress. Yeah. So um, basically what happens is she comes back and... Just to give you a visual, this lady, she looks like Susan from Guess Who. <laughs> so just think about the guess who characters. Now Susan is the female with the white hair and the oh big lips. God, yes. That is what this lady looks like, just to give you a visual. She's actually um, the actress who plays her is the actress who plays uh, Major Houlihan, but not in the TV show of Mash, in but movie. in the movie of Mash. Yes. But moving violations. Yeah. She's in the whole, she was she's really a, big in the eighties. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. So. She comes back and it's it's summer, as it always is in Meatballs. It's <laughs> only ever summer. And Patrick Dempsey is a nerd um, and he wants to get laid. Basically, her mission, her her redemption it's story. He's to get his dick wet. Is, yeah, that's what, it's, that's what it's all about. Yeah. And it comes with such great lines as she gives him the advice of no means yes. Mm. When talking to a woman, mm. no means yes. Yeah. 
I know it much before me too happened, but mm. we, we watched this and um, it's just, it's just the weirdest it's thing awful. we've seen. And I love Patrick Ramsey. I love him from Grey's Anatomy. Um, money can't buy me love. Yeah, I think so. Can't buy me love. Can't buy me love, I think it's called. No, I, I appreciate him as an actor, but fuck, he looks like he was 10 in this movie. Yeah. Absolutely young as balls and I just want to get laid. And he's got a girl who's hiding <laughs> after him, is practically jumping on him for sex and he won't do her. No, she's not good enough for him. No. I know, and that's the worst thing is it's not like he's a loser that no that we won't talk to. Yeah. He actually gets quite a lot of action, but yeah. he just doesn't. He can't, he can't close the deal. He's got issues. <laughs> it's so bad. Like he's it's... a bit of a... Uh, what would you call him, clumsy um, yeah. sort of person? But you know what he does? He takes the glasses off and then he gets the girl. Oh, yes, it's a, it's the it's the Superman complex. Yeah, he takes it. And, and it's like it's so funny too because, there's like you said, there's the girl that, that likes him but he's like, oh, I don't want you because you're not cool enough or you're not, you know, whatever because mm-hmm. she's a bit emo-ish. And then there's like the girl that the boy is going out with. Mm-hmm. And he kind of doesn't really want her either because what he wants is the guy he works for who is like some kind of weird bikey dude yeah. on jet skis, yeah. which is weird. Because um, all, all this, um, all based in this like pub basically on the lake. Yeah, it's really it's like weird. a lake house pub. It's, <laughs> it's the fucking weirdest movie we've ever seen. <laughs> and it turns out at the end of the movie that the girl that everyone's pining over, this guy's supposed wife, is actually his sister. Yeah, well, I was just ruined. Too. I was about to give the, about oh, to give the big sorry. thing. Yeah, no, you well, say spoilers because yeah, someone's going to watch this. Sorry, spoilers. Get out there and watch Meatballs 3, Look, guys. It's still, still, still a reason to watch it anyway. It's just cringe factor is out of this world. Oh, it was so bad. Oh, it was terrible. The early dates, the whole, the whole nine yards with the whole heaven scenarios was just, yeah. We watched it and it was an hour and a half of my life. I never get back. So you guys should, you should recommendation, watch it. it. Yes. Yeah, so good. Totally. So, so good. That's, that's all the redemption ones. I've, I've got another one listed, but I'm going to just hold it back for the for the next one um, because I think it kind of falls between the two. Yeah. So because in a way, redemption and revenge are kind of similar because for me, they're both like someone dies and they come back to do something. Yeah. So that's that's kind of. Yes. But then, but sometimes it's they come back to do, to help people. Yeah. And sometimes they come back. Pretty much like that, like Charlie Sheen does in Wraith. Oh, best movie ever! So I love this movie. Now I gave you the list before we started. You yes. had made your own little list, yes. and you hadn't remembered Wraith. No, I forgot. And Wraith. I, I tell when she, once I said it, you went, "Oh!" I can still remember them. I, I watched that movie so many times. So, so the, the Wraith is probably the best example of a revenge movie. Yeah. Oh my god, the car. Sorry. So basically, a guy and his girlfriend, um, uh, they they drive. They there's a, like a street gang. Yeah. And they and this street gang comes after them. Yeah. And they break into a hotel. Is that where they are? They're like a motel or something. Uh, something like that. They break in and they basically they kill him and they do stuff. They rape the girl, I think. Yeah. And then they, they kill absolutely him. throttle him. Yeah. And kill him. Yeah. And so. Flash forward, you know, a year or so, and his younger brother is is hanging. It's kind of like a, it's a little bit like a like an outback town or like a one of that sort of thing. So yeah. it's it's very it's very much like what you'd imagine. It's sort the of hills middle of America. Utah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's got, it's got that desert. So it's every desert. now and then the car races through the desert. It's 
it's it's yeah. a it's pretty and then there's like those rivers and stuff that they're all swimming in and hanging out all the teen kids yeah. yeah so so the the gang basically goes around challenges people to races Take for pink cars. slips yeah. and then takes their cars because yeah. they cheat anyway and even if you win they'll still they'll still kill you anyway so it doesn't really matter yeah. um so basically what happens is this car turns up and they race it yeah. and when they when the first guy races it at the end of the race uh the guy trying to cheat basically dies i can't remember how he dies the yeah, first time crashes. but every time someone dies a piece of the car rolls in and and the, the wraith is just the guy in the helmet. It looks very much like the Stig from... Yeah, a black Stig. Yeah. Um, so basically, like, pieces go back into him. And it's... You know what? It's one of those movies where they never explain it properly. No. And I kind of like that. Yeah. And it, and it happens every time he kills part of the... It's basically part of the game that killed him. And yeah. He goes after them all individually and... Oh, like, yeah. one point, they have, like, a workshop, like a panel-beating workshop, and he basically... I think he just drives his car into the fucking building and, and, and explodes. explodes. Yeah. And they both, two, two of the guys that are in there, um, both die. And the car just drives straight out of the fire. Because it's. And it's, just drives off. Yeah, because it's magic. It's, it's, it's well, going it's a to the second one. It's, so a it's a gas car. Yeah. So basically, um, Charlie Sheen plays the Wraith. Mm -hmm. He doesn't play the character at the start, which is really good because I'm glad they did that because he's not recognizable. Because no. the younger brother is there. Yeah. And the younger brother is like talking to Charlie Sheen's character because he's not always in the helmet. Sometimes he's just a normal person. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, it's just a really good movie and I just think it's a really good example of it. Mm. Yeah, he's actually a different person. He doesn't look the same. Mm. So you do actually see the guy's face. Yeah. The kid's face that dies. Yeah. And he's similar looking yeah. but not quite the same. But not the same. And I think at one point they go swimming or something and – He's Charlie got Sheen's, he's got all the cuts and stuff because they yeah. full on fucking throttle him. Like yeah, he yeah, slices yeah, back yeah. open. They've and got stuff all like the that. cuts. So he's he's just got like he went to some kind of plastic surgeon and got a slightly different face. And he yeah. got Charlie Sheen's face for some reason. Yeah, I mean, look, not everyone's lucky. We understand, <laughs> but um, you know, winning. Uh, so yeah, I have to say, one of my all time favorite movies. So that's that's your first revenge one. The next one is in a similar vein, which is The Crow. Yep, with Brandon Lee. Brandon Lee, Bruce the movie Lee's that he, he died in. Yep. Um, so that's that's even interesting because, you know, it's a movie that's very much about death and, and redemption, yep. revenge, and then he dies in it as well. Yes. Which is... In the same vein as his father dies in a movie. I'm pretty sure they're both... Isn't it shot? They're both shot they're both and accidentally shot with With real, an accident. Yeah, yeah with a real with bullet for some fucking reason. Yeah, how the hell does that happen in an accident? But anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so that's... Um, yeah, because he comes back as a deathly figure, the crow, is that what Yes, it is? he comes back as, yeah, basically he, he dies. So uh, similar, it's almost the same as the Wraith in a way. It hasn't got cars in it. Yeah. Um, but he's in an apartment. Um, they robbed or something? They robbed Yeah, they, the, like these, a, like a home invasion, invasion happens yeah, yeah. and they kill him. Um, and it's like a local gang as well, same mm. thing. And then basically what he does is he comes he comes back as the crow. Yeah. And Which get is like them. a vigilante going after yeah. them. So instead of the Wraith, he's the crow. It's yeah. very similar. Pretty much to the same movie, yeah. just no cars yeah. and crows. More yeah. crows. More, more bird life. More birds. Yeah, more, more natural More habitat. birds, less, less horsepower. <laughs> so <laughs> that, that's the way that's um, the crow. And I'm sure everyone's seen the crow. The crow's a really great movie. It is. Um, and the, I struggled to find other ones like this, and I think the only other example in this one is kind of, I've got this kind of like a redemption, but also a bit like a revenge is Ghost. Now, I think 
it's more the redemption, but it feels like it. It feels like he comes back and helps her. Just to clarify, because there may be another movie also called, called Ghost, talking about oh. Patrick Swayze, Demi Moore. I don't know, there may be another movie called Ghost. There probably is it another is, movie called Ghost, but yes. there's no movie called Ghost. Ghost. Sorry, fair enough, yes. Ghost. Demi yes. Moore and the other guy that in 50,000 movies from the 80s, I can't recall his name. Patrick Swayze? No, Patrick Swayze, the other dude, the bad guy. Spoiler. The bad guy? Yeah, the oh. friend. I don't know who yeah, he is. but he's in every fucking other 80s movie and I yeah. can't he's think of his Whoopi name. He's got Whoopi Goldberg too. Oh, that's right, I thought yes. you meant Whoopi Goldberg and no. I'm like, she's not a dude. She's a bad girl. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, she's a nun. She's a lovely. Ah, uh, big Whoopi. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> big Whoopi. Big Whoopi. Yeah, so look, um, I'll put it in with these ones. It probably belongs a little bit more in number one, but I had some in more number one. So, um, and I only had two number twos because it can't have it that way. So... Ghost is, a, Ghost is an interesting one. I don't mind Ghost. I don't think a lot of guys like it, only because it's very sappy romantic. A bit of craft in it. Got a lot of good pottery with it. does. It has one of the most well-known scenes in history, which I'll have to put John Claude Van Dim into eventually. Um, Van Dim. Did I say Van Dim? Ah. Uh, Van Dim. But he does, he gets redemption, but I, he does also get a bit of revenge because he does also help. They do it, don't they get rid of, doesn't the bad guy, doesn't so, they kill the bad so guy? his mate, this, yeah. so him and his wife, Demi Moore, they yeah. are friends with this guy. This guy has a thing for Demi Moore, for his wife. Yeah. Um, and I believe they're business partners or something along those lines. Yes. He gets killed mm -hmm. because of that. Um, and then he's also trying to find out something that Patrick Swayze had been hiding from, I, I believe. So he's, he's sloshing it up trying to get into the pants of his girlfriend one because he likes her but two i think he's actually trying to find something that patrick swayze was hiding like maybe a bit of evidence or something like that yeah from memory so he's trying to do that and uh with him so because he's in trouble i believe he's in trouble with the bad people uh that killed patrick swayze and with yeah. him yeah, with him sorry. schmoozing with Demi Moore's character, it's bringing the bad people to Demi Moore. So he's trying to protect his wife yeah. from him and therefore the bad people coming into the home because I think there's a bad guy that breaks into her house. He's a Hispanic-looking guy. I know that's very racist, but that's true. That's what it is. Um, and I remember I think that's where Patrick starts to try and learn to move things, try and scare the people out of the apartment because they're, you know, they're, yes. they're coming in and, and putting her at risk. But doesn't one of them die at the end and... Or doesn't he take one of them with him or something? I don't remember. Um, so I, remember. I believe that when he kills the bad guy, yeah, the, it's it's a it's a pretty um pretty scary scene because all the black, yes. all the black souls, all the evil, yeah, because he's a bad bad oh, dude. Come and get him. Come and get him, and yes. they like they carry him away, like they drag him to hell. It's it's pretty graphic. Yeah. Um. It's not now. Now that you look at it, what fucking forty years on, Jesus Christ. It's not forty. What year was 1990. it? 1990. Oh, was it? Yeah, not Oh, I'm sure it was 80. I apologise. Okay, okay, sorry. 32 years, 31 years. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, it's still pretty pretty full on. Like, yeah, you have to yeah, think yeah. about the 80s, 90s. It's not, um, yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, that's the meaning of it. So, he's trying to protect his wife. It's not really more a redemption story. I mean, it, he's, it's a bit of revenge because he's, he's the guy that got him killed, essentially. Yeah. But his his main goal is to protect his wife because he then puts him, yeah. he puts her in danger. 
Okay, well, we'll leave it in that category anyway because, you know what, I just made this category up this morning. So Look, a lot of these movies are going to overlap. Like, freaking hell, you could put Wraith in Redemption, Revenge, Mystical and Grief. You could put them all yeah. because he helps his brother deal with the fact that he's gone. Yes, okay. It, they all, they all I'm not trying to say they only fit in one category. No, no, no. I no, I know, but they all gonna, there's going to be overlap everywhere. So next movie is interesting. And when I say, when I say there's only four, I've also got two other little subgroups as well mm-hmm. that I want to talk about. But we'll go to the next one, which is which is number three, which is the magical and mystical one. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to mention the Beatles again, but every time I say magical and mystical, it makes me think of Beatles. <laughs> anyway, um, the first one, which you didn't really agree with me putting in here, is Idle Hands. Idle Hands is more satanic. Yeah. But he does murder his two best friends. His hand does. Okay. He's okay. So idle, idle hands. All right. I, it's all based on the prophecy thing from the Bible that idle hands are the devil's work. Yes. And okay. His kid does shackle. He does nothing with he's his a left stoner. hand. He's a, he's a, yeah, he's a right hand. His left yeah. hand is idle. So the Satan decides to take hold of it yeah. and do some dirty work for and himself. So, so his hand, um, his hand kills people. Yeah. Uh, his two best mates. Kills his two best mates. Then um, his two best mates are undead and they hang out with him for the yeah. rest of the movie. Yeah. Um, and I, I just I think that's the that's the death and magical, mystical part for me. And the fact is that if I had Seth Green and Fulton Reed hanging out with me. Um, <laughs> soft hands, Fulton. Soft hands, Fulton. And not idle hands, Fulton. Just soft ones. Soft hands. He cuts so, off his hand. Because, you know, oh, this hand's evil, does bad things, cuts it off. So the hand goes, comes to life and fucking Yes, he cuts going. it off because he thinks, oh, I'll cut it off and we'll go away. Yeah, no. yeah, it comes no, back. No, he sets it loose, basically. Yeah. And so. starts causing havoc everywhere. So he's got to try and stop this, this satanic hand. It's quite comical. Yeah. It's a light-hearted look at it, which exactly. is nice. But it's not terrible. I wouldn't have, I honestly wouldn't have thought of it. But now that you've said it like that, yeah. You yeah, know I mean, and I think in the similar vein, American Werewolf in London is like that. Yeah, because he and he becomes the werewolf. He kills his friend, and his friend basically just hangs out with him, telling him to kill himself because the friend can't be released from his curse yes. until the original person that killed him dies. Yeah, and so it, it's the, these guys in Idle Hands are not like that. They're just trying to hang out with their mate. Yeah. Um, they don't actually blame him. No. They're a bit too stoner to actually realize they're even fucking dead sometimes. Yeah, yeah. but. Like it, it's quite good, I, and I find it really funny. It's one of those. It, it's like a, it's, it's a different way of looking at it. Yes, and I think that's really good. Yes. The next one I've got on the list is Sixth Sense. Mm-hmm. So it's about death, mm-hmm. but it's more about communicating with with dead people. Spoiler. No, it's not a spoiler. He communicates with dead people. Spoiler. Joe, I haven't watched Joel Sixth Sense by now. Osment. Say Joel Creasy. Osment's. Haley Joel Osman. Yes, I got it. I was going to say Joel Creasy. Not Did you Joel Creasy in that role? <laughs> I see dead people, love. Oh. Ah! <laughs> Screaming queen. Oh, oh my God. They I want that, that now, absolutely. you got to get someone to do yes. that. Yes, yes. Sixth Sense, it's all about a boy dealing with dead people and... He has a gift. Yeah. And there's a lot of things like that. There's a lot of stuff in it like that, but it's it's it falls in this category. And this, I I find them interesting. I found that one really interesting because of you know this is kind of I think it was loosely based on a on an actual person, if I remember correctly. There's an actual medium who who they contacted. And he said he'd had the thing since he was a child, and 
told these stories of ghosts coming to visit him and stuff like that. And then they built the story around And then that. they built – so the story is not his life. No, the no, no. A it's a fictional thing. story based on some – But I find it interesting and, and it, it brings up all these kind of things of, you know, what happens when people pass on and mm-hmm. is there ghosts and can people actually see them or are these people just taking advantage of, of people grieving, I mm-hmm. you know. I know where I land on it, and everyone's probably got their own different opinion of that. Mm-hmm. But um, it just find I find it really interesting a story like that. Mm. Anyway, that's that's why I mentioned that one. Yes. Um, the next one I'll leave that for now. <laughs> the next one I've got in the list is Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. <laughs> so this up, one features death after time traveling, actual death. Yeah, after time traveling, the Reaper. We actually go to to actual death. They die. Yeah. They die. The evil robot. Evil robots from Bill the future. Bill and Ted. Yeah, kill them. Kill them. Kill them. And throw them off a rock. And then sprog in their head. Yes, that's right. They, they chuck a loogie over the side and spit on them. Totally nailed me in the face. That... <laughs> and then they act like dickheads, and yeah. that's that's basically what happens with the robot guys. But during the same time period, Bill and Ted go through the afterlife. They yeah. go. They go to heaven. Yeah. They go to hell. They go to purgatory. Yeah. They go. They, they come a, back to the normal they world. They lodge a complaint with the Reaper, who and then they bargain their way back out. Yeah. Um. And yeah. And they do the whole redemption thing where they, they do get possession. It's got possession in oh, there too. Dude, it totally possessed my dad. <laughs> yeah. It's a joke thing way of doing it. There's some really interesting parts to it. Yeah. I mean, I know that's comedy, but sometimes comedies do some very interesting things with topics because yes. they you see heaven, you see. I mean, you don't see heaven until the end. You see hell, yeah. but you see the purgatory part yeah. where basically they, in hell he says the devil basically asks them to choose. There's a whole bunch of doors. They open a door and they're stuck in their own personal hell yeah. and, and they're going to have to relive it all the time. Yeah. And it's it's like that Lucifer show that we watch yes. and they've got their yeah. own personal hell. Yes. And it's an interesting concept. I don't think it says anywhere in any kind of thematic thing that's what's going to happen. I think someone's just made up that story thinking this is, you know, that's what it'll be like. It'd be interesting. You appreciate a comedy that is able to to do this story because it makes it, it it makes death more normalised, it makes it more talked about. Yeah. People are more happy to approach the subject if it's in the context of a comedy. Exactly. Yes. So I I just thought that was a good one to mention anyway. Um, And then I think that's pretty much gets me through most of the mystical kind of ones. I've got other ones like like the others. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I don't, you know, Nicole Kibben, whatever. No. Um, and there's Coco as well. Coco's a really good story. Yes. Coco kind of falls into the grief and dealing with it kind yeah. of version too. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll start that part. So the next lot of ones is probably the majority of, of the movies that are about death is about the grief of death and, and how people deal with it and how people move on and yes. things like that. And Coco goes along the story of the, the Mexican. Yes. Um, holiday of the Day of the Dead, where they yes. celebrate their, yeah. their their loved ones that have passed on and and honour them and invite them to a, a it's almost like a, a day of celebrations where they they feel mm. like that those people come back and they live on the same plane as you for the day. And that's why it's kind of in the grief and dealing with it, also in the magical and mystical world yes. because in that movie there's a bridge, there's this invisible bridge that happens yes. that the dead people can cross. Yes. And it's only there for the one day. Yeah. And that's when they can come across. The story of that is is a beautiful story because if you haven't seen it, it's it's not about the little boy. 
It is about him a little bit, but it's not about him. No, it's more about the grandmother and her father. Yes. And everyone not remembering him. And he he will fail to exist anymore if no one remembers him. Yes. And so that's what it's all about. It's all about remembering the you know, past and things like that. And that's a beautiful story and it's making me all tear up now. Yeah. It is lovely, isn't it? Uh, he wants to play the guitar and she yes. doesn't want him to play the guitar because he, he thinks that he, his, his grandfather lived in a dream world where he wanted to be a musician and she thought it wasn't a very good, it wasn't something that was going to yeah. sustain But he family. thinks that his great, his great-grandfather or grandfather or whatever it is, yeah. it's his great-grandfather, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. He, he thinks his great-grandfather is this brilliant performer, Spanish, Mexican performer, whatever it is, mm-hmm. but it's not him. Mm-hmm. He actually, he's told the wrong story. Yeah. Um, and and his the actual his actual grandfather is the guy who actually wrote the song that made this guy famous. Yes, and no that's one remembers right. him. Yes, that's and right. so that's what's all, it's also that's redemption in a way too. Yes, but it's it's just a beautiful story about understanding. And I and I think they do a really good job with it, being a kids movie mm. that they make you feel you make you feel it's that quite a complex. Extremely complex, complex uh, notion mm. and story to tell, but they do it very well, and it's they do it very hard to do right. Because when we watched that movie the other day, a few months back, that Soul one, yes, which I hadn't listened crossed off, because it's not very good at doing that. Yeah, no, it does a terrible job. I'm not saying it's a bad movie, but I don't think it does the right job. I don't think it sends the right message, and it doesn't do the same thing Coco does. So yep. that's why I didn't put it in there. Yeah. So, in terms of Grief and dealing with it. So we've got that one. Um, I've got bucket list, but I think that's a stupid movie because I hate the idea of a bucket list. What's your idea? What do you? What's your thoughts on a bucket list? I think I, I have stuff I want to do before I die, but I wouldn't say I have a bucket list. Yeah, I think if you make a list, what happens if you finish the list? Then you're done. Then you can die. Yeah. See, I don't want to finish okay. the list. And then it's yeah. It can, I just it can be an ever growing list, but yeah, look. I just find that sort of thing a bit silly. Anyway. I think the idea of a bucket list is to not so much to say you can die, it's more just the fact of finding people, giving them a reason to actually start living. Yeah, and I think that's a different sort of thing. Yeah. The, the next one, I'm going to say a couple because I think I'm not going to talk about those ones. I'd rather talk about this one. So the next one's My Girl. Oh, yeah. I love My Girl. 90, I want to say it, 94. Oh, who knows. It's in the, it's it's in in the, the early 90s. Yeah. And it's um, it's Macaulay Home Culkin. Alone himself. Dan Aykroyd is yeah. the father. Now the biggest thing about this movie, it's obviously set in the fifties, fifties, yeah, uh, 50s. yeah, fifties, sixties, definitely fifties. I'm pretty sure. Anyway, the biggest thing about this movie is that the the main character, the girl of my girl, yeah, um, her father Dan Aykroyd is the mortician. Yes. So she's she deals with death anyway, mm. and but. It's, it doesn't seem real to her mm. until what happens to her friend, mm. her best friend, Macaulay Culkin. So, um, spoiler, he dies. And, I mean, you know, not a big spoiler. I think most people would have seen this movie by now. Yes. Um, but when he dies, she has to deal with that. And that's that's the important thing. And it, there's a lot of there's a lot of other parts to it which is not about death. Is she dealing? Is she, I find, see, I interpret it as she's, she's, all, she's all over the concept of death. Yes. I think she's got that concept. Yes. I think, unfortunately, she struggles with one. He's her, you know, her best friend. Mm. Two, she has responsibility there because he was going into the forest to get 
something that belonged yeah, to her. Yeah, something. He was trying to find her ring or something. I think so, And yeah. that's why he dies because, yes, he has to get because of her, essentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But she does eventually have to deal with the loss. And yes, absolutely. I've watched it again. Yeah, it is a very good movie. Really, really good. Yes. Um, and then I've got another one down the bottom, which is a little bit different. Um, Flatliners. Do you remember Flatliners? Yes, uh, Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. Um, I think it's got Demi Moore. Mm, yeah, it's I think. It's got a couple of the, as they called, Brat Pack. Yes, the Brat Pack of the 80s. So Flatliners mm. is another interesting one because it kind of almost has the magical, mystical thing in it too because basically what people do is they flatline themselves. They're a bunch of medical students. Yeah. And what they do is they basically get themselves to death, to the point of death, and then the other ones bring them back. Yeah, after And they a leave them under for a certain amount of time because they want to try and see what the afterlife is like. Mm-hmm. And it's it's interesting. <laughs> well, there you go. Sorry. So, uh, obviously, your phone wants to watch flatliners too. Um, but it, it's interesting because it's it's another one of, you know, how do you deal with, with death? These people are trying to deal with it by knowing because mm-hmm. – these are academics and they want to know scientists. what they're up for. They're experimenting. Yeah. They want to know what they're up for. Mm. But the thing is that no one can know what you're up for because you don't know to what happens. Yeah. And you can't you half can do it. Mm. You can't come back because mm. otherwise it's not the same thing. So it's very interesting. There's there's a whole, there's all subplots in it. I'm fairly sure the subplot with, maybe it's Julia Roberts. Is it Julia Roberts? I'm sure it's her. It's Julia Roberts. I very much apologise to Julia Roberts and Debbie Moore. They are not the same person. Um, I, for some reason, because I thought sort of eighties movie, and I thought of rap, uh, Brat Pack. I thought, yeah. Julie, I thought, you know. Anyway, but I'm pretty sure Julia Roberts works in some kind of retirement home or something like that, or she she knows an older man or something, and and she goes into she goes to her flatline, and and it's really nice and everything like that, and then she goes deeper in the next time, and it's not nice, and then and she feels guilty because she tells the old man that it's really nice afterlife, and that you can go now. And then when she has the bad experience, he goes to rush to tell him and he's already died. It's not like he can fucking stop it. I know. Sorry, I just... It's the most ridiculous subplot ever because it's not like he's on his deathbed. It's not like he's hanging on going, you know, what if death's not so good, I might just not do it. I'll just hang on. I'll just hang on. I'll just wait a few more years till it gets better. Jesus Christ. I'm just waiting for COVID. I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to wait till it's better. It's ridiculous. Anyway, I, just, I had to mention that one just for that point because I thought it was one of the most ridiculous things. And my um, my next two bits, I want to just these are off these are off the the types. I've got I've got two kind of subgenre things that aren't really totally death, but I thought would be good to talk about. Mm-hmm. So the first one is is like digital life and and digital death. So you're not going into a lawnmower man, are you? No, no, no. Oh, that's another good one. I didn't put in there though. Mm. So I have a. a I have a list of ones here. So I've got things like the 13th Floor, The Matrix. There's one called A Glitch in the Matrix. Um, the Glitch in the Matrix is a very interesting one. I'll go back that. There's Bing John Malkovich, Donnie Darko. So it's got death, but it's also got – it's not reality. It's It's got layers of reality as well. So people are dying, but they're not really dying. They're dying in the other reality and then they're – yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you know yeah, what I mean. So yeah. it still has death in it, yeah, but not in the same way. Mm. And like, there's a 
there's an interesting part. So the one that's called Glitch in the Matrix is actually not a movie. It's a documentary. And it's a documentary that is made by a bunch of people who say that the world we're living in is actually not real anyway. It's actually a matrix. Mm -hmm. And they found all these parts that are glitches in our matrix, which prove that this is, this is not the reality. This is just, we're just like, you know, programs or something like that. And that's why I've mentioned it with matrix, because that is stupid thing that everyone hated in the end of the matrix. The third one is that none of the, none of it actually really happened. And Keanu Reeves is actually just a program. And every other person is just a program and they're all on a computer somewhere. Mm. And it's, it's quite ridiculous. But I mentioned those because I, I found it interesting that even when you've got things that are, that are not, people aren't even real, they're still worried about dying. Mm-hmm. They're still worried about death and they're still, death is still a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like in 13th floor, the, the premise of 13th floor is that a guy goes into what they call, sim, goes into the simulation um, he's going in after the professor who invented this simulation, who has gone missing. Um, and basically when he goes into the simulation, it's, it's like an old style, like 1920s kind of, you know, speakeasies and all this sort of stuff. It's very much that kind of thing. Um, very much like a film noir sort of thing. And everyone who is in there is, is being modeled after a person in real life. So like when, when this guy goes into this this world, he's going in as as a character. But when he's not there, that character is just a, a character that walks around, you know, and has his own life. So mm. basically he's possessing a person. Yeah. It's very, very strange. But the the big twist, and I don't want to spoil it, but the big twist for everyone at the end is the guy who goes into his world, into this world, comes out and realises that he's actually in a matrix of his own. Mm-hmm. That this isn't even the real world and you know what I mean and there's and the way that certain characters react when they find out that their world's not real yeah. is very interesting mm-hmm. and so I just thought that's that's the other thing I wanted to bring up um in terms of movies and then the last one is is I'm going to call I'm just going to call it Groundhog Day so there's there's that movie everyone knows Groundhog Day yes and there's a thousand freaking clones of Groundhog Day yes but some of them take the subject a little bit in different ways. Yeah. And I find it really interesting. So it's a little bit like this, you know, the stages of denial, like the stages of grief Great. and stuff, right? That, yeah. you know, Bill Murray has fun with it, then gets to a point of depression and then starts killing himself. Yeah. So. He gets angry. Yeah. He gets depressed. And he accepts it. Which is interesting. And then we were. The reason why I wanted to mention that one is because we were we were talking about um, a movie that we watched, which was um, Happy Death Day, which is very much like Groundhog Day. It's a fairly recent movie, too, guys. It's really yeah. good if you haven't seen it. Very similar. So basically, it goes through a day with this girl. Thursday, she wakes up. Yep. In her dorm room, uh, she does stuff during the day, and I believe she is walking to her birthday party. Yeah, and she gets murdered. And she gets murdered. And then she wakes up, and it's the same day again. Yeah. And then every time she goes through, and it's it's someone in like a baby mask. It's yeah, it's really a creepy scary. looking, so kind of like creepy baby, kind of like a slasher movie, but it's not really it's kind of funny science fictiony slasher. It's really interesting. Yeah, but you know, obviously, every time she makes a change, uh, it changes it again. But she can't avoid this death. Every time she does anything, she gets killed in a different way. Yeah. So basically, it her 
Well, all she's trying to do is is trying to avoid death the whole time. She also Rachel McAdams, and she's fucking funny. Yeah, it's I. I we when know her from dies, something else. When she dies, it's just it's just a cold mind. She's so funny. She's just like, oh motherfucker. Like, but she takes so a little bit of damage every time. Yes. So it's not it's not no stakes. No. She actually has to get out yeah. of there as quick as she can. Yeah, she can't keep doing this on a loop. It's, yeah. it's really interesting, actually. And then they've made a sequel to it as well. Yes, and the sequel's not as good. No, but I still like it. Yeah. So there's other ones like that. There's another one called Source Code. Do mm-hmm. you remember Source Code? No. Okay, so Source Code is there's a guy on a train and he has, like, a, an earpiece. He's, like, a, an army, his ex-army. Oh, that's right, and the train crashes? Yeah, yeah and the train crashes. Um, and basically, it's a simulation. It's Jake a simulation. Jake John Hall, yeah. yeah. It's a simulation, and what it is is they've—I don't know how they've done it—but they've created this simulation uh, based off everyone's vision of of the accident and stuff like that. And they've they've plugged him in. Basically, they've said, "Look, we've we've plugged you into this like a bit like a matrix thing. Um, you have to try and Sorry. stop who it is from crashing the. Like, try and solve the murder of yeah. who did it, so that we can find the terrorists before it's too late." Um, and it's a really, really good movie, but it's basically the same thing as Groundhog Day. It's he has to go through the same crash, and he feels it every time. Yeah. Basically, he goes through this crash hundreds of times, trying to find what, or trying to find what it is. Yeah. Um, and there's another one which is there's a few others that are like that. There's one that's called The Final Girls, mm-hmm. which is going back to the slasher style one. So, um, it it's, we meet a girl whose mum yeah. used to be in one of the old um movies back in the I would say 70s 70s or 80s and she's like she's a fairly young girl and her and her and her mum um her mum's trying to get an acting career and she just can't get past that she did this movie no one takes her seriously uh they have a car accident her mum passes away and then it's I'm pretty sure it's like the anniversary of her mum's death but it's also like the 30th anniversary of this movie yeah and everybody are like it's just has this cult following this movie everybody loves it um and they go to a uh, special screening of it and the daughter goes as a special guest for her friend who's organising it, who's a real big fan of the movie um, and for some reason something happens and they get sucked into the movie Yes, and they basically, they can't avoid this loop. They have to go along with the movie. So they try and just sit there and basically it goes through the whole time of what the movie is and then there's the credits. So they realise they have to, like a car, it starts with the movie where the car comes past them. Yes. Yeah, it comes on a loop of. The van comes past yeah. and they see the people and they just go, no, we're fine. They go, you want to ride, mate? No, we're fine. And they yeah. go, they drive off and then 88 minutes later, yeah. they, they drive past again yeah. because the movie just keeps looking yes. and won't let them get out. Yeah. They have to go with it. Yeah. So it's it's interesting because there's quite a lot of um, people in it who are quite who are really good yeah. and you know from other things. Definitely recommend, guys. That, that one's a really, really good one. Yeah, Final Girls. Final, the Final Girls. It's really, really good. Um, and it's it really makes fun of the the whole slasher film genre, like mm. characters. You know, you've got Skanky Ho, and you've got the, yeah. the guy who thinks he's so good. Skanky Ho is hilarious because the minute she, the minute anyone starts getting on, gets getting yeah. sexual, someone dies. Yeah. So at one point they're like, you can't do anything because then we don't want to we don't want to bring it. It seems to bring him along. So what they do at one point. Is they put oven mitts on her, yeah. like they tie they her clothes, her. they wrap her in like sticky tape and stuff like duct tape so that she cannot take off her she own clothes because she is such a slut. It's so so funny, and you can see her like she's like twitching, like I've got to be sexual, and like you know you can't do it yeah. yet, not yet. It's so funny. It's really good. It's really really good. It's really really good. Um, you got that one, uh, and 
probably the only other one is um uh, Palm Springs, which oh, is the yes. one with Andy Samberg. Yep. So it's very much another Groundhog Day clone. Yeah. The only difference with this one is that um there's two people who who get into the Groundhog Day loop. Yes. So basically, uh, it's very centered on this this girl who goes to a wedding at Palm Springs. Yes. Uh, and she meets this guy, a bit of a jerk, and yeah, basically, um, she gets to the end of the day and she follows him mm. for some reason. Uh, she falls into this cave, and he tries to stop her. Is there someone chasing him and trying to kill him? Yeah, there's like so a bear he, or something. He yeah. goes, he says, I'm going, uh, don't follow me, please. Whatever you do, don't follow me. And yeah. He goes into this cave, and she follows in, and all of a sudden she gets sucked into the same time yeah. loop. As and well. as soon as you go into this cave thing, you end up in the time loop. Mm. So the thing is that now she is in the time loop. So the whole time is he's been in this time loop for years. Mm. Um, I think it's him and one of his friends. Him or the bad guy or someone that keeps trying to shoot him. There's, a, yeah. there's another person in it too. He's not the only one. But it's really good anyway. And yeah. it deals with the whole fact is, you know, um, he's trying to avoid uh, – it's kind of death adjacent. It's not as much into the death yeah. one. But it's very good anyway. It's very much like Groundhog Day. And mm. there is parts where people try and kill themselves and obviously nothing happens and yeah. stuff like that. Um, and there's, like, there's the one with Tom Cruise as well, The Edge of Tomorrow, is, is like he kills himself to keep going. That's an alien movie. Um, and then um, I think I'll leave this other one because it's on your list. We'll talk about that one later. The last one I want to talk about for me, and then we can go through some of your ones, please, is the movie from, I think it's 2000, 2001. It's called The Believer. Um, it's a very interesting movie. I won't get through the whole thing because there's only one part at the end, which is really interesting to do with what topic we're talking about. But basically this guy is, he's Jew he lives in America. Um, he's Jewish. He doesn't want to admit he's Jewish because he's a neo-Nazi. Mm -hmm. He believes in Hitler. He's shaved his head. He, you know what I mean? Basically, that's who he is. Mm -hmm. But people, like, you know, he's Jewish. That's the whole thing. He hates himself for mm -hmm. it, right? Um, and he gets to a certain point in the movie, and I, I can't remember exactly how it happens, but he ends up dying. Mm -hmm. And when he, when he dies, he all of a sudden he's in this, he's in this apartment building stairwell. And he starts walking up the stairs, and they're infinite stairs. Mm -hmm. So the same person, there's a guy, there's like a guy, like a druggie or something in, in a corner mm -hmm. who keeps talking to him, and he just keeps trying to run away from it. And every time he runs away, he, ends up back. he loops back. He can't get it. So he's basically stuck in purgatory for the rest of his life. Yeah. He can never get to the top of these stairs. He can't leave. He's just stuck there. And he basically, this this guy in the thing just keeps mocking him and telling him what a fool he was and you're such a retard and whatever and, mm -hmm. you know, because basically what he what he did. He, yeah. He, he went around bashed and murdered people. Yes. Like it was a terrible, it's a terrible movie. Yeah. It's a really tough watch. The last bit is, it, it's like the anti-redemption. Mm -hmm. It's the punishment. Yes. He gets punished. Yeah. And he gets punished really badly. Yeah. Because that's his, that's the rest of existence. Yeah. One movie I wanted to mention that you didn't mention. I was waiting for you to say it. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the exact name. The, the tra time travel, the one with um, the guy from IT Crowd, and I, I'm just going blank. Oh, frequently asked questions about time yes, travel. Yes, yes. No, time. I didn't go with again. It is mystical, but yeah. it also, so basically these three guys are going out to they going out to a pub and, and uh, one or two of them believe in time travel. They're nerds, basically. And one of their mates is not a nerd and basically calls them up on their bullshit sort of thing. 
and then he goes to the toilet and then comes out and walks out into the pub and everybody in the pub has been brutally murdered. Mm. And he freaks out, runs back to the bathroom, freak, you know, freaks out, uh, calms himself down, goes back out there again, and everything's fine. It's just back to normal. Mm. And he's trying to tell his mates what have hap- what's happened. So basically there's – and then um, one of the guys who believes in time travel, so that's the guy that doesn't believe in time travel. One of the guys that does believe in time travel uh, gets picked up by this girl who's a – who's a, I guess you call it a time travel cop sort of thing from the future. Yeah. Who has, they've they've spotted a, a time leak and they're there to fix it. Mm. Um, so that kind of, it ties all in. They think the time leak has been fixed, but it's not. And then they go into the bathroom and then they come back out and, and all this craziness ensues. Just keeps going around. But around. it all, and it all, they get thrown all over the place, but it all, they also deal with their own, their own death because, they're in the future where they no longer exist, and in that scenario, back when when they're at the so the pub is basically almost that scene in the pub. Everyone is still the same, so it's the same night, same people, them there, and they're all dead. So they basically have to kind of fix it and see what what happens, where it gets to the point where something happens in that pub where they're all blue, brutally murdered, and it comes and it, they they fish all over the, the place, go all over the stuff, and the thing that it is. The thing that they they talk about is that these three guys are going to invent, or they're going to come up with the, uh, the perfect story. Yes, they they come up with this the start of a story, which is which is some kind of science fiction thing, and 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 once they write it, it becomes like the best thing they've ever done, and yeah. they don't do anything else after that. Yeah. And there's what there is is somewhere in the future where it's Anna Faris, the one who plays the, she's the time yeah, thing person, time person, we're from yeah. the agency. So she's sort of trying to fix the time loop but there's a bunch of people called i think they're called collectors or something like that yeah and what they do is they don't want people to taint the reputation that they do afterwards so they wait till someone does the best thing they're ever going to do then kill them yeah it's really weird it's a really weird concept but now that i've said it out loud without that without that exception of trying to kill them so that they can be so they have the pinnacle yeah um it's very bill and ted that's very Bill and Ted. Yes, because they go to the future and realise that they're worshipped and Yeah. It's mm. pretty much the same thing. Mm. It's very, very similar. Except no one tries to kill Bill and Ted. Yes. They just try and move them to Alaska. No one tries school. to kill Bill and Ted? Well not in the first one. Future oh no, it's true. In no. the first one, it's no, all that was about just military a science school. Project. There's no death involved in the first no, one. They just don't want to go to military school. That's true. Alaska. That's right. Yeah. Um you've probably got a few more. I've got a couple here that you already have. So yeah. I want you to maybe discuss yours and we can talk about those as well steel magnolias is um most of mine are comedies but there's two of them that are not, <laughs> not really. is it is actually quite funny it has it's got dolly parton it's, it's got, dolly got, got julia, roberts. julia roberts she's got um sally field yeah i'm trying to think the other lady's name she was in look who's talking now look who's talking she's the mum and i can't think of her. no no oh, yeah yeah I can't think of her name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure so, people are yelling at this uh, podcast yeah. to know her name. Yes, we know. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, um, uh, uh, what's her name? Julia Roberts' character is sick. I think she has cancer. Mm-hmm. And she dies. And it just follows It follows that sort of so, sort of part. It's It gets very sad at some point, but it's it's just that's probably the, the most rawest movie I've ever watched, I think. Well, you've got all the you've got all the sad dying ones. I don't have all the sad dying ones. These two are. Yeah, beaches. Beaches is the other one. 
Peaches and Still Magnolias are in the same thing. Yeah, they're the same realm. So it's two friends that meet each other when they're kids and they grow up together and there's um, Bette Midler and the other lady that I cannot think of her name. Yeah. Look, I've had one drink and I'm gone. Um, uh, Hershey. Hershey, yes, Hershey. Barbara Hershey. Thank you. Thank you. You get the half, I get the other half. She gets sick. She has a daughter and she dies uh, very dramatically on the beach whilst uh, Bette Midler is, is playing with her daughter. And, um, yeah, it's it's really not like that. Stop laughing, you dirty, dirty thing. Uh, and it's it's a heart-wrenching um, death movie there, that one. Uh, but they're uplifting and, and heart-wrenching at the same time. It's hard to put them in that realm. Um, another movie that I didn't write down but I just thought of it, um, Marley and Me, and I know it's not strictly um, a person dying but it is, it's based on a pet mm -hmm. that dies. And um, I did not see this movie on the best of circumstances. It was a, probably a few days or so after my own mother passed away and David was kind enough to download this movie so that we could watch it thinking, oh, it's got a cute dog in it. This will lift Lisa's spirits. I didn't, to be honest, no. I didn't know what it was no, about. No, And Madison, the movies that you, you get us, you don't really know about, and I've, I've called you up on this many times, and this is where it came to a screaming halt when we watch this movie. And I'm like in tears because this dog has died, and I just look at you and I go, "Why do you want to hurt me?" And 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 David's just like, "I didn't know." <laughs> I didn't know the dog died. It was horrible. Was, but, I mean, it was horrible. It was horrible. There's pretty much a dog version of every one of the movies I mentioned before, by the way. Yeah. Because there, isn't there a dog one about like a where he keeps coming back to what was it a dog's yeah, purpose? Yeah, dog's purpose. Yes. I didn't. I, I you know what? didn't Those do the are the dog movies ones. that get me the most, to be honest. And I have a rule. We have a. I'm, I'm sure this is not just my rule. I think everybody has this rule. If a dog dies in the first five minutes of a movie, I refuse to watch it. Uh, we watched. What was it the thing? Yeah, you watched the thing because I, I watched told the you thing. it's not. It's not really a dog. No, it's an alien. So that's Shh, so that's me. spoiler. Sorry, I said after the fact, which is fucking ridiculous. Why do you say spoiler? Spoiler after. Maybe if you listen to this podcast back to front. <laughs> then it's another movie that I absolutely love, and it's the only horror movie that I will watch on a regular basis. It's called Tucker and Dale. Yeah. Um, it is so funny. Well, Final is, Girls is horror too. It is, it's but I wouldn't watch Final Girls horror. horror on a loop like I have. I've, I think, out of all the movies, Tucker and Dale, I've watched multiple times. Yes. So it's these two guys that are heading out to their. They've just bought a little log cabin in the woods. Um, like a holiday home, these two little country bumpkin guys that are very funny, innocent little guys, but, you know, they look the typical country look. Um, little do they know that this this um, little wood, uh, little cottage in the woods, log cabin, I should say, belonged to a um, serial killer in the past. A couple of college, a group of college kids are out camping and stuff like that. And one of the Tucker, is it Tucker or Dale? I think it's Tucker. I can't remember who's who. But one of them has a has a crush on one of these girls and wants to try and talk to her because he's just a cute little you know guy, and it just all this chaos ensues and the the murder and the blood shit well, that happens. Yeah, because because what it is is a bunch of college kids who who like to tell scary, scary stories to each other, yes. and they're going to you know it's the Fourth of July weekend or something like that, yeah. and they're going out into the into the you know into the bush and stuff like that. What do yeah. they call it? Um, and you know, these two guys look like 
they could, I mean, they do look like they could be. Look, one of the kids tells a story about a, a killer that kills all these college kids on the 4th of July weekend, and yeah. that actually does happen. Yeah. Um, because apparently one of the kids is uh, that gets that gets away from the killers back then is his mum. Yeah. So he doesn't tell them that, but that's why he knows the story so well. And unfortunately, this is the cottage where that, that killer yeah. once lived. Yeah. So it's good planning yeah, for the whole and these, Yeah, it's really clever. Um, and they go and they pick on these two guys and, and because they've got this story in their head. So they're already hearing that these two guys are probably serial killers. So they, you know, they pick on these Tucker and Dale um, and they, they start. It's it's all based on misunderstanding and mm. accidental hilarity death. Hilarity ensues. Yeah, they have a doozy of a day. Um, <laughs> best example I can show is one kid tries to attack one of the guys as he's putting bits of branch in the wood chipper, and uh, as he puts the wood in the wood chipper, he ducks, and the kid goes to jump on him, and instead of jumping on the guy, he jumps into the wood chipper. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's it's very gruesome. It's bad. But it's I don't know. I can out of all the I don't take gruesome movies very much, but I can take that one. I don't know why. Maybe because I don't like the kids and I'm happy to see them die. I really yeah. don't like. No, that them. one's good. I yeah. do like that one. Um, another movie from I think it's the early '80s is I Love You to Death. Uh, it's a very I think it's a very low budget movie that didn't really get a lot of press. And the only reason I came across it was because I had an obsession with Keanu Reeves growing up so i watched all his back catalog and he's in this movie so basically uh wife husband and wife very italian very wog um finds out that he's been cheating on his wife so she i'm pretty sure she pays the mother-in-law the, her mother also helps her pay two guys to kill him and they i believe they shoot him in the head but they don't actually kill him. And then she tries to poison him because that doesn't work. And at one point they're all sitting around the table and he's bleeding. So he's been shot in the head and he's still not dead and he's drinking this soup that's got poison in it. And they're having – she's literally at the dinner table with her mother, her husband who's dying, like looks like his death warmed up, and the two guys that were there to kill her husband. They're having this dinner, dinner party, so to speak. It's so fucking stupid. At the end of the day – he doesn't even die. Uh, apparently, the twist is the the, the poison that she tries to gi that she gives him to try to kill him slows down the bleeding and actually saves his life. So she, in actual fact, undoes the damage that she does, and he's he realizes that he made a big mistake in how much she really loves him. That she would go to such extremes to kill him because he hurt her so much, and he swears that he's never going to cheat on her again. It's just a very, very funny. It's, it's ridiculous. Movie. It's ridiculous, but it's it. a really good. It's a really good it's watch. Really good. I, I brought it home from the video store back when I was like a teenager, and my mum and I watched, and she goes, "This is really good." And I'm like, "Yeah, it is." I didn't expect it to be so freaking funny. Um, and another movie which is one of my absolute favourites to this day, I love it, and I could probably recite it word for word. Is How I Married an Axe Murderer. It's got. Um, no, it's not. It's got So I Married an Axe Murderer. So I Married an Axe Murderer. I can't even get that. Name of it right. Whatever. It's got um, Now you're not gonna if we're gonna be um the movie show with, with David and Margaret, you've gotta get Margaret. the movie right. You gotta get the Oh Margaret. Oh David, I can do what I like. Oh Margaret <laughs> It's got Oh shit, you've made me gone blank. <laughs> it's got Shrek it's in got it. It's got Shrek in it. Yeah. It's got Shrek in it. 
multiple trip characters. Yes. So, uh, let me help. What's his name again? Mike Myers. Mike Myers. Sorry. Oh, I thought you were just ghosting me. Ghosting. No, I, I honestly went blank. I'm not ghosting you. Um, I'm not joshing you. I'm not doing that either. So, which is okay. ironic because that's the name of one of the killers in the Halloween, the killer in the Halloween yeah, movie. Mike, Mike Myers. Myers. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, boom, sh- death, death. Um, so, yeah, he uh, meets this lovely lady who's a butcher, falls in love with her, and then there's uh, he visits his parents and the mother, and they're both Scottish, and the father, he plays the father as well. So, it's a bit of Eddie Murphy in there. He plays the father, and the father's Scottish. And the father is is Shrek basically? So if you if you love Shrek, if you don't love Shrek, just watch it anyway. It's a really good movie. It's from the early nineties, I believe. It's ninety. I want to say ninety three, ninety four. Oh, Anthony Apalia, he's awesome. It's a, it's just all round very funny movie. But anyway, he goes out to dinner with his mum at his parents' house, and his mum shows him this newspaper that's like one of these trashy magazines. It's like Time Out. It's like shitty shitty newspaper. It's a tabloid, it's a tabloid that, newspaper. That makes up yeah, like a man was pregnant. Yeah. Um, and it's about this this woman who's the honeymoon killer, and sh- and these so basically these three men who got married disappeared on their honeymoon, and they never saw them again, sort of thing. And there's little clues, and he gets to know this woman, and everything points to her basically being Mrs. X, the honeymoon killer. Um, and at the end of the day, they fall in love, get married, and it turns out, oh, spoiler, turns out it's her sister that's killing them off because she wants Harriet keep coming back and being with her yeah. she doesn't want to lose her as a sister so by having yeah. her single she so comes believes, back and lives with her so he he thinks it's a stupid story at first mm. then when things start to get serious yeah. because he has a problem with commitment that's also what the problem yes. is yeah. so when it starts to get serious he starts to believe maybe this is her yeah then he has oh no this isn't her um uh you know i feel bad about it let's you know let's get married and then after they get married he then thinks it's her again so it goes backwards and forwards a lot. Apparently some loony owns up the murder. So, oh, okay, fine. Someone's, someone's. So it's not her. Not yeah. her. It's not her. It's fine. Yeah. They're on their honeymoon. Then all of a sudden, um, because they got a photo of, of Harriet from their wedding, which usually doesn't happen for her with her previous marriages, he sent it around to all the previous people that knew those people that had gone missing, and they all confirmed that that was her. Um, so he calls up, you know, Charlie and tells him, you know, she is Mrs. X. Just stay calm. I'll be there as soon as I can. Um, big storm happens. It's hard for him to get there. They're they're in some beautiful uh, motel, like that's in the middle of nowhere. So they like they're pretty they much remote. Owner won't let, won't let him commandeer the vehicle. No, yeah, it's it's, it's <laughs> chaos ensues. He he gets on a plane with a guy who's falling asleep at the wheel at night. Um, it's it's <laughs> oh, that is the best part of this movie. Uh, I, I love I love Stephen Wright. Yes. Stephen Wright is the pilot. Oh my god! Okay, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna hijack your podcast for a second. Yeah. Because I remember the very first time I ever went on on an airplane, it would have been an ANSET flight, and you used to get the um, you'd plug your little earphones into the side of the seat, and mm-hmm. it would have like the channels. There'd be like six channels of stuff. So so, so there'd be like um, I think the, I think you could watch movies on one channel. So one of the movies on was one of the channels, but the other five were either music or they were like. Um, like old radio play kind of things. Yeah. Anyway, for some reason, I, and I don't know if it was always like this, there was a Stephen Wright uh, stand-up. I think it was probably about 20 minutes long. It wasn't very long. Anyway, the, everything you did just played on loops. And I had it on that channel, and basically for the whole flight going up to Queensland, I just listened to the same Stephen Wright thing over and over again mm-hmm. about him going on about um, – 
you know, and the way that he would deliver lines, very much like in this movie, was was very deadpan, and he would just say things like, "24-hour banking, I haven't got time for that." Yeah. You know, like that sort of yeah. stuff. It was that, one-liners, yeah, just these one-liners, and he would just do one, and and so it was like fifteen to twenty minutes of one-liners, yeah. and so I just loved it so much. Yeah, um, and it was really because it just kept playing on loop continuously mm. on this thing. So when I saw, I hadn't actually really watched that movie before when you first showed it to me, and Stephen Wright turned up, and I was like. I love this movie. This is so good. And he's a pilot. I know. And then he just has a, and then he has the thing where he wakes up and says, I just had the most amazing dream that I I I was was born eight and a half best friends. The doctors are freaking out. (laughs) And the guy's losing his mind. Anthony Polly's character's losing his mind. He goes, Oh, did I tell you this already? (laughs) And he asks him, like, you know, you've done this before. He goes, Yeah, 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 heaps of times. Never at night. Never at night. It's just so funny. <laughs> and this movie oh. is full of scenes like that. Like apparent and Polly is um he's a depressed, he's a cop and he's depressed. And he's like he's got his captain that goes, Why are you so sad? And he goes, It's just, you know, it's not what I pictured. I pictured it to be, you know, where you haul me in and you you rake me over the coals for my antics and blah blah blah. And he's like, you know, you, you report me to the commissioner and but the his his captain is so nice. He's like but I don't have a commissioner. It's more like a quorum, you know. And he's like, a quorum. And he's like, he's so upset that, you know, he treats it. He's got the most nicest boss you'd ever see. And his boss is so nice. So nice that he even says, all right, next time I'll act like an asshole. And he does. So he, like, he slams the door and calls him all sorts of things and racial slurs. You're right. right. Because the next part, right after that, is he comes back and asks him, how was that? Oh, yeah. So he, he goes, <laughs> hey, Paisan, <laughs> if you act up one more time, I'm going to do it and you're going to be in traffic. And he's like, yeah, so no worries. And then, he, and then afterwards he walks back in and he goes, how was that? And he goes, you were great. You were great. So he good. goes, but it's Paisan. It's not Paisan. And he goes, yeah. He goes, yeah, it's good. Look, I actually have to go somewhere do something. That was good work on it. And you just and you just see the boss sitting in the room just going, Paisan, Paisan. It's so good. It's got Phil Hartman in it. Oh, yes, Phil Hartman. It's got um, Kramer in it. Yes, yes, he's in it for a very short time. It's only, it's it's only a brief role, but it's very, very good. Um, it's got. It's a classic sort of early 90s comedy. Yes. Like, that's what it is. But it does. It, it's interesting because, um, yeah, the, the axe murderer part is, is the death part. I didn't, I didn't put it in mind because it didn't really suit any of my. My things. No, but, no, no. Yeah. Look, and look, I I have a lot of comedies in my in my repertoire because that's how that's how I like to, you know, have that. Don't bark, Lana. It's okay. I know. I heard a noise. That's all right. <laughs> so, do you want to this? Do you want to talk about this one? Donnie Darko. Okay. Do you guys know what Donnie Darko is? If you don't, get on it. Yeah. Get on it. Donnie Darko is almost, I would say, my favorite movie. I didn't mention it because. I have it in my list in kind of where I had the Matrix one. You didn't have it there until I said, until you saw no, it online. No, because I don't really think it's because he does die. Yes, but I don't know if it's really about the death. It's more about the tangent universe and it and is. The, it's about universes, tangent universes. They do talk about death in it. And, they do, and it's um. I mean, there's a character called Grandma Death. So well, yeah, there you go. Um, it's got Jake Gyllenhaal. It's got a. It's got a whole. A long list of yeah, it's got cast. Noah Wiley, uh, Drew, Drew Barrymore, Barrymore, and oh, Jake Gyllenhaal. So many people, and it's got Patrick Swayze. Oh, yeah, right. He's the spoiler. Yeah, he's, he's a kitty fiddler. Yeah, he's a kitty fiddler. It's a really good movie. Um, first time I saw it, I probably have to say I didn't like it. 
but I don't think I understood it. And then it's I one you've got to watch over and yeah, over. It is a it is a it is a repeat watch. Um, and I've I can't tell you how many times I've watched it now, and I still have questions. We end up having a conversation every mm. time because I still have to like, oh, but you know, this happened. Blah, blah, blah. But yeah. things, but it's one of those ones, and it, it's kind. That's of, it's sort of why I didn't. I was kind of going to mention it in that list with the other the ones like that Matrix, where the Glitch and Matrix stuff like that, because it's kind of like, um, you know, like you've got. It's almost like a time travel movie without the time travel. It's really, it's like an alternate dimension yes, movie. Yeah. And it kind of, you look at it and you go, but does that make sense or doesn't it make sense? And you kind of got to watch it and go, you make your own, you're almost making your own movie. So it's all based on the fact that Big John Hall has issues. He's not, he's not your perfect oh, kid. Oh, boy, does he have issues. He's got lots of issues. And one night he just can't sleep. I think he even, no, he sleepwalks. Yes. He sleepwalks out and he ends up falling asleep at the local golf course. Mm-hmm. And it's that night where he leaves his bed that out of nowhere an engine from an aeroplane falls out of the sky and lands in their, on their house and in his bedroom. Yeah, so it would have so killed him. It would have killed him. Mm. Um, you know, the next he, – he walks home and all the all the troubles and suing and they're thanking God that he's there and he's not dead. Um, they – Talk about through the next couple of bits in the movie where, you know, the fact that no one knows where the jet came from. Yeah, they can't because find the, the serial, serial number. number. Yeah, the serial number doesn't match any aeroplane. So there's, and there's no aeroplane up in the sky that's missing a jet. It just, it, yeah, just yeah. it fell out of nowhere. Something happened. So, and then it kind of goes on this loop where he sees this char- this evil Easter bunny sort of character that is. It's Frank. It's Frank. Frank, a uh, very scary Frank. looking bunny. That tells him he's got like time, how yeah. much time he's got left. Yeah, yeah. So and the universe he tells is going him to end. So the world will end. He yes. gives him 28 days. I'm not going to do the whole thing. He gives him the how many days, you know, mm. hours, minutes, and seconds until the world will end and yes. stuff like that. And and the thing is, he keeps poking up in different places. And Frank direct, Frank's kind of like the spirit guide. Mm. Frank directs him to where he real what he should be doing. Yeah. Um, and everything that Donnie Darko does from the point when he does that first sleepwalk, does thing like affects all these people. So yes. at one point he he tells um, he's walking he's just walking past on a footpath. He looks down and the, the license of the Patrick Swayze character who but the Patrick Swayze character is a really weird one because he's a guy who is one of these motivational speakers, um, you know, goes into school and tells them that they can solve all their problems because if they can just love each other and not yeah. be live in fear and stuff like that. Yeah. So he's one of these kind of people. You probably had them heaps at your high school. They come in and they tell you Is all these religious things. Too? It's kind of got religious undertones, yeah. but it's not exactly religion. Yeah. Um, but he's he's one of these. Um, I don't know what the term is. There's a, a good term for it. I can't remember what it is. What's a motivational speaker. Is another one. Believing in yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Self help. Self help guru. That's yeah. what I'm trying to after. Yeah. But he's one of those kind of guys and. Of course, you know, Donnie has a bit of an altercation with him because Donnie doesn't believe in, you know, fear and love being the only thing and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, Donnie's not just troubled. He's also a real smart-ass. Yeah. He's a highly intelligent kid. He's very intelligent. And you kind of love him for being a smart-ass because he really is He's very good. He calls him out on his bullshit. He calls him out on the bullshit, see? Everyone just goes along and he just calls him out. Anyway, as he's walking along, he looks down and there's a licence, but this guy's a licence just sitting there in the pathway. Mm-hmm. And as he picks it up, you hear Frank, you just hear the voice of Frank going, now you know where he lives. And the next scene, 
he basically breaks into this guy's house and it doesn't sets do the voice fire. saying burn it down. Yeah, burn it to, he goes burn, burn it, it burn ground. it to the ground. So he, he breaks into the guy's house, burns it to the ground, and what it does is when the fireys go in to put it out, they, they find this they find this secret hatch. Yeah. And he has child porn. Yeah. He's basically he's a terrible man. Yeah. And no one would have found well, no one would have found out if they wouldn't have burnt the house. So yeah. all this like he does he does terrible things. Frank makes him do bad things, but everything that Frank makes him do actually uncovers. Yeah, he's following the path. So he needs to follow this path where he should be, which is when the world ends. Basically, when this world end timer that he's got for him is basically where this alternate universe that's occurred because he avoided the airplane engine, it drives him back to his bed where the engine then falls down again, so everything kind of reverts back so he gets sucked back to that original moment. He's in his bed. The engine does fall out of the sky. It does kill him, Mm. but this is off an actual plane. It's almost, yeah, it's it's a weird thing. It's great. So he he knows it is in that way like it's it's his destiny. He knows he has has to to die. die. He has to die. But what he actually does, it's almost almost like the redemption story one that I had because instead instead of him dying and coming back, he doesn't die. But gets but gets this path where he can make things better for other people. Yes. So he does. He fix and and what basically ha- this is the thing is you can't you have to watch it yourself yeah. because you're gonna make your I don't want to say anything else because no. you're gonna make your own. I kind of like these kind of movies because you can make your own finish. Because yeah. there's something because what I believe is the end, and I know I've talked to Lisa about it before, and she's got a different opinion of mm. what she thinks the end is because the end is just basically he laughs. Then you see, like you see him sitting in his bed and he's laughing, mm. and then, and then you see the thing crashes into him. You don't actually see him die, but you basically yeah. the thing crashes into him, and then you see that that basically the Tears for Fears song sang by that Gary Jules guy, yeah. um, and it's that Mad World. It's really a good song, and you just see every character, and they. It's almost like they've woken up from a dream kind of thing. You yeah. see they react. Everything that's happened in the tangent, in the tangent, he's made amends with his dad. He seems to be on better terms with his parents in general. He he meets, uh, he ends up being um, falling in love with one of the girls that he goes to school with, and they have a relationship. Um, if you know, uncovers a pedophile sort of thing. Uh, he also helps his two teachers uh, a little bit, sort of thing. Or he he just he has a more stronger relationship with two of his teachers, which is the Noel Wiley. And Drew Barrymore character. Mm. So, so what happens is when it goes back to normal and that parallel universe closes, it's quite funny because there's basically everyone standing at the house watching this, and you know they're they're taking the thing away and they're taking Donnie's body away. The, the girlfriend of Donnie in that alternate universe walks past, and she kind of waves to the mum, and the mum kind of waves back. So it's almost like they know each other, but, but they never met. But they've never met because he that, met her after. that tangent, yeah, he that that all happened in the tangent, but it's not quite. It's almost like the, the girlfriend remembers more and the girlfriend actually dies in the tangent. Yeah. So um, some people seem to remember things that happened and some people don't. It's almost like they wake up and it's like it was a bad dream. So the two teachers seem to remember stuff. The mum 
I'm not too sure. She's kind of a torn. She's kind of torn. Yeah. You can't really read her well, very well. Her son just died. So yeah, up her. But she's dealing with it better than I would expect yeah. she would do. Yeah. So it's almost like she remembers it too. Yeah. You know, Patrick Swayze's character wakes up crying because mm. you know he's had a glimpse of his future if he carries on the way he's carrying yeah. on. And yeah, there's some good stuff. It's very interesting. It is really good. I, mm. um, and the the most important thing is that everyone has commitment to spark emotion. So um, just watch the movie and you'll understand. <laughs> I'm not going to explain that one. No, I'm not going to explain Spark Emotion, but you really, you know, yeah. sometimes I do doubt your. I, I, I doubt my own commitment to Spark Emotion. There, there's one more that I did miss um, in my in my revenge story, and I, I I meant to say it, and it was written down at the bottom of this list. So I want to just just poke it in here at the end. Oh, nice. Yeah. So. It could be. Mm. Um, I haven't watched this movie for a long, long time. I think it's probably. Very early nineties, late eighties. A movie called Buried Alive, um, and it's it, it's almost like a horror movie. You kind of think it's a horror. It's kind of a drama as well. Basically, the story is um, there's a husband and a wife, and the wife, you know, is cheating on the husband. Um, she wants to leave him. I, I don't know why she has to kill him, but basically, her and her her new boyfriend lover kill the husband. Probably money involved. Yeah, I, I think they poison him. Um, and they think he's dead, and so they bury him in the bush or bury him in the in the forest. forest. I keep saying bush; it's American, so I should say forest. The American bush. The American bush. They bury him in a big bush, um, and <laughs> but the thing is that he's not really dead. So he digs himself out. So he he is buried alive. Um, so he digs himself out, but they don't know that he's still alive. So what he does is he goes through and and torments them. And then eventually, after a while, they do realize he's alive. But he torments them. He go. He does things to them, whatever. But the one part I wanted to to bring up, which is really interesting, um, and I remember watching this a long time ago, is that the husband is a carpenter, or something like that, cabinet maker or something like that. And so he sets a trap for the boyfriend. I think it was the boyfriend, um, where he he gets into the guy's house, and like when the guy's not there, and he um. He builds like a maze inside this guy's house, and then he and then he basically lures him back into the trap, forces him in there, and then what he does is the guy's crawling through like this plywood like maze, like a ducts and stuff like that, and he fall he basically falls into this part, um, which is like a coffin, and then the guy pushes the thing down and it closes the coffin and he nails him in, and the guy. That basically the guy gets buried alive. Mm. So that's the end of the movie, buried alive. Mm. So I, I just thought you know, it was really interesting. I can't remember. He kills her somehow. He mm. kills both of them. Yeah. He kills them both. It's it's really, it's quite graphic. It's probably not something that I would want to watch again. Mm. Um, but I just remembered it because I thought it was really interesting and I think it really goes to the revenge thing because he basically is dead, mm. but he gets to come back and get revenge on these people. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, TV, not TV show, but that um, series is all right in it. Oh God! Yes. Uh, what was that called? I can't remember what it's called now. But he he's about something where he can you go to this service and they make you a better person because one of the guys at work does it and he's feeling oh, a bit yeah. slumped in his life. So he goes to make himself a better person and they knock him out and then you know he wakes up all refreshed and he goes home and he's all happy. Um, and the next thing you know is you see uh, the original Paul Rudd. Who's wrapped in plastic, buried in the in the American bush, basically have to dig himself out because he wasn't quite dead, and that's what they've been doing to people. So they're basically cloning people and making better versions of each person by killing the first person off. And yeah, 
and all this craziness ensues afterwards. So it's quite that. That's what that makes me kind of think of that's, a little bit. That kind of that goes almost leading to, a double life. Well, that goes to remember that movie that I'm talking about, movie Six Day. Remember that one? Vaguely. So it's pretty much the same thing, except they're not doing it intentionally. Basically, what they do is um, if someone dies, uh, instead of them dying, what they do is they capture their, you know, um, essence. their essence or whatever it is, and they capture the – basically what they do is is right before they, they take like a small sample of, of like the eye tissue, I think it is, mm-hmm. and, and something else, and what they do is uh, if the person dies – Everything up to their life till that point when they they take that these samples mm-hmm. um, is kept as like a, as a file basically, and they can load it into another clone. Um, and Arnold Schwarzenegger is is transferring this uh, what do you call it, like this really important guy mm. who gets killed. Um, and because the world doesn't want to know, like because the whoever you know this guy's reminders, I don't want anyone to know that this guy is actually dead. They clone him, but because they can't explain why, I think Schwarzenegger is like a helicopter pilot. I mean, they can't explain why why he would be, um, you know, not not alive. Mm. They clone him, right? But the thing is that the Schwarzenegger character doesn't actually die. He somehow survives. They think he's dead, but he somehow survives on the mountain, makes his way back. When he gets back to his house, there's another him in the house. So it's oh, the yes. same kind of thing, mm-hmm. except. Um, and, and eventually, like, it, it ends up being the same thing because in the Paul Rudd one, the two Paul Rudds work together. Yeah. And this one, the two Arnies work together. Yeah. Um, but it, it's interesting because it gets to another thought, whole thing about cloning, and, mm. and which is a little bit different than, than yes. death, obviously. More but science fiction death. Yeah. Yes. Which is back on the Matrix stuff again. Yeah. And a side note to that is the, I'm pretty sure it was Amazon Prime um, series upload, where, the, where in a, in a, in a life where in the future when you died you were able to upload all your memories and your your basically your consciousness to to a digital cloud up there um depending how much money you had you know you'd have to pay for this subscription so you had to be pretty rich to get a really good one um and you it was almost like a mobile phone plan you'd have data sort of thing so then the more money you had the more data you had the more nicer uh heaven basically inverted commas but the weird have. thing about that show is that people who are in the upload thing can actually call people who are alive and talk to them yes that's the thing they still interact with everybody yeah so but they just can't touch or any oh well then they have these suits that people in the living world can have so that mm. they can interact with the people so you can fuck your dead husband essentially that's true yes. that's when i was um not that i think i said that to you a while back as well is maybe one day on, on another episode obviously not this one um we could talk about, or you could talk to someone about that because there is a lot of technology at the moment mm-hmm. about trying to extend people in in a digital way. Mm-hmm. So it'd be interesting to see because there's all kinds of things about you know different ways of doing that. But mm. yeah, uploads a really really good show. Yeah. I don't know about mixing um, consciousness on computers. Yeah, we know we all know how good computers can be. Yeah, look, I think the thing is that what a lot of people. Um, take for granted what they think is that your eyes are like a camera mm-hmm. but they're not Mm-mm. there's no way that that your your actual like it, it works well for for movie media and tv media because mm. we're looking at a person's life through a camera so them being mm. where they could pull the retina off a cornea off of a person who's died wasn't there a scientist who made he made an animal look at a at a window for like 
two days straight or three hours. It was it was a I period of time. I think that was proven to be wrong. Was I think it? that was proven to be faked. Okay. I, I, I'm not sure. That, that's what I'm saying. I mm. think eventually it might be good to have a look, like get some experts yeah. on that because I know I was listening to a thing about that and they were saying that you can't um, – the eye doesn't work like a camera. Mm-hmm. It only work. It, it works on, and it's your memories are not. Yeah, mm. and your memories are not um, videos. Yes. So it yeah. wouldn't work that way. No. It, it's sort of every time you remember something, you remember every part of it. Yeah. So you'd have to like it, it's all the senses all working at once, mm-hmm. and to try and think of your memories as as things you actually look at, you believe you're looking at it because that's your sub subconscious, yes. your your consciousness yeah. going. I'm watching this back as a video, yeah. but you're not really looking at anything. No, no, There's no, no visual. It's no. just you're remembering it. Yes. It's just so it like you're remembering that you looked at it. So it's, it's your media computer. Yeah. You can't you can't translate that. So I'm sure there is ways around, and I'm sure the scientists are working on it. But I just uploads a very interesting one because it it goes into that same thing again, and it's like like I said, I had that list of those ones, and um, it's kind of like in a way a bit like the 13th floor one as well, mm. like, you know, that creating a whole a whole um, world that is digital. Yeah. You know, like it, I don't think we're anywhere near the, the computing power to do that sort of stuff at the moment. Yeah. But it would be interesting if it could ever be done. It would be. I don't know. I, I don't think I'd want to live in something like that. No, no. It feels a bit funny. But there's, there's heaps more movies out there that, that, you know, talk about the realm of death, but that's just a few that few thousand that we touched on today. <laughs> we did quite a lot. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of them. I, I noticed as we were talking, we kind of skimmed over the slasher movies. I don't think you really want that. They've got a lot of death in them, but yeah. they're not about death. No. They're about murder. Yeah. That's a bit different. Yeah. And I think there's other ones out there. There's, I'm sure there's heaps. They're just really the ones that we've watched. Yeah. Um, you know, I tried to I tried to keep the cl- classy with Metball 3, um, but, you know, like I – we got, you can't hear me shaking my head. I'm shaking my head. <laughs> we got bogged down with beaches, unfortunately. So, oh, oh, oh. I mean, come on. What? Beaches. Meatballs. Yeah, I know. It was great. It's fantastic. Meatballs 3, do yourselves a favour, guys. I had to get it through YouTube. I couldn't even find a streaming thing that did it. Yep, there it goes. It tells you that. Yeah, you can I watch the to, whole movie through YouTube. You can watch It's not very good resolution, but you can watch it. Yeah, but it wouldn't it. be. It's oh. not like they're going to... Um, Bring that one back and was, digitally enhance it. It's pretty bad. Digitally remastered. So but the thing see. is that, you know what, you can almost name almost every movie and it has some death in it. It has something, someone dealing with the death. There's lots of, remember that one that we watched, which was Life How You Know It or something like that, you won the DVD off? It's got the. Life, yeah, Life As We Know It. Life As We Know It. That one's yeah. even about death yeah. in a way. Their friends die mm. and they've got a little kid and they leave the, the kids. To the, to, two to the two friends aren't, to raise. Aren't a couple, no, they're two, not together. Two separate friends. That's more of a rom com. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a light-hearted rom com. Looking after your dead mate's kid. I know, but you know what I mean. Like, it's, yeah. it's, this basically, it's something that everyone's going to have to go through. So mm. that's why it's in almost every movie, and it's important to be in there. Yeah, but they're good. There's some. There's heaps of them out there. It just depends. And now that you know, we have most people have time on their hands to go look at movies, and because what else is there to do? When you're at home, you know, watch movies about death. If you have, if you have a spare six hours, just watch Johnny Darker three times. Like no, if, no, no, don't watch it three times back to after back. It. No, I think you need some time to let it absorb. Okay, I don't think it's something you want to just right. watch Johnny Darker. Then watch Weekend at Bernie's, which we didn't mention. I meant to mention Weekend at Bernie's. How did I not mention Weekend at Bernie's? Because that's that's a medical. That's medical. before no before we go anywhere. 
I want to I want to just talk about Weekend at Bernie's too, okay. because everyone remembers Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, you know the um, the two guys get invo- invited to the beach house and by by the boss by the big boss Bernie and then Bernie dies. They're worried that they're going to get. Um, I think they're worried that they that because he dies with them. Mm. I think so they're worried about him actually them being accused of doing something. Mm-hmm. So they basically you know walk around and. And yep. move him around. Everyone yeah. knows that one. The yeah, the meaty marionette. But then I don't know if many people remember Weekend at Bernie's too, and I can't remember if it's got a subtitle or not. But I'm pretty sure it should have something. Uh, but the the good thing about Weekend at Bernie's too, dead and loving it. Well, I think it might have to be called like Caribbean Adventure. Well, that's the problem. See, this is the thing in Weekend at Bernie's too. They explain that that what they do is they put a voodoo curse on Ber- on Bernie, which stops him from decomposing. Because in the second one, the premise is that Bernie knows where some treasure is, like <laughs> a little bit like City Slickers too. <laughs> but Bernie knows where some treasure is, uh, or some, or, or cash bonds, or you know, because it's the eighties, so it's probably cash bonds or microfilm. God knows, um, microfilm. <laughs> and so the Bernie knows where it is. So basically, they get this voodoo guy to put a a curse on, and put this kind of voodoo curse Doesn't on like Bernie. Into life so that yeah, so what do it does it. is every time he hears music, he will dance towards the towards wherever the music, uh, towards where, wherever the treasure, the is, treasure is, is, right? So what happens is Bernie's in the morgue um, and they start the thing and, and you know, they they starts him up or whatever. So I think someone in the morgue starts playing music. So he gets out of his like thing and he starts dancing and whatever. Um, and then somehow... The two original guys, and I don't think it's played by the same two original people. I think it might change the actors. But the two original guys come across him again, and now they're worried. Now they're trying to look after Bernie again. But every time music happens, he starts dancing off on them. So it's it's really it's really an adventure. So watch watch Donnie Darko, watch Recon at Bernie's Two, and then watch Donnie Darko again, and you'll be like, "Geez, why didn't we watch three Donnie Darko?" I think we're gonna go. We're gonna start watching My Girl, and we're gonna watch. Oh. Too. I don't know if I'm in an emotional state to watch My Girl right now. But then we can cleanse with the with the weekends at Bernie's. Too. We could, as long as we watch Meatballs three as well. I'm not watching that again. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going there. Thank you very much for inviting me onto your podcast and wasting the time of your lovely listeners. That's okay. Um, and look, Danielle I doesn't mind. I did. I did watch. Ninety percent of these movies, and I must say that there are some really good ones. Like we said, Final Girls is great. If you haven't watched Final Girls, watch it. Happy Death Day is great. Watch it. Yes. I'm serious. Donnie Darko is really good. I'm not just being joking. Don't watch Metball 3. It is. It does suck. Um, but Wraith is really good. I love Wraith. This has almost become a Margaret and David it is. Mo- at the movies, yes, hasn't but it? that's the purpose of it. it was, it's still death-related. It's just movies. But death. I, I like the ones that are a little bit more uplifting. That's mm. why I kind of get beaches. If you really want to cry... You know, still magnolias and beaches will get you there. Look, can I just tell you, there is ther- there is therapy in making yourself cry. If you are already down, sometimes you just it's like it's like masturbation. Well, you got to get up to get down. I call it mental masturbation. It's it's needed. You just you just rub one out, and you feel better for it. Just like with the other end of your body, it's just the same up there for your head. So sometimes you just need to. I have a I have a playlist on Spotify that I call mental masturbation, I and it's got it. angry songs, sad songs. Features heavily of NF and Lincoln Park and those sort of music. So sometimes you just need you just need that. What's NF? NF. I don't know. He's. I don't know. What's, I think his name's Nate. 
Oh, it's actually someone called NF. Yeah. I thought you were trying to no. make it short for something. No, no, no. NF is oh. his actual name. Okay. Well, but I'm pretty sure his name is Nate. Um, he's got some, that's the guy that sings clouds. Oh. And yeah. Yes, NF. Yeah. Yes, NF. Yeah. So yeah. All right. Cool. No fucking idea. Ah <laughs> oh, dear. Well, thank you very much for, uh, for having me on, and I hope that I can return for a, a music one maybe in the future. Yeah, we might do a musical one. Yeah, not I, musical, but music. Oh my god, no! Not everything needs to have a musical version or episode. No, of it. definitely not. Definitely okay. Not. All right. Well, take care, everyone. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye bye. <laughs>